your growth has been fast or something's happened that caused you to come up on their radar. What was the coolest thing you saw that we were doing? He's somebody who's on doing cool things in franchising. I'm like, man, that'd be, we have to hear their story. We have to. It's cool to see that you're in the top 20, top 30 of revenue generators across the country in our space, which we've been fortunate to do as a group. And we're back with another episode of Franchise My Business, the podcast for franchisors, hosted by franchisors. I'm your host, Kevin Oldham, and I've got my first Kevin as a guest. We're going to call this the K2 episode. We got two Kevins on. And if one Kevin wasn't enough, man, this is going to be, this is just going to be super cool. I've been pestering Kevin, this other Kevin, to be on my show. I think we've emailed him three times and the third time he accepted our invitation, which is, you know, lesson is just be persistent. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome, Kevin Newton. He is the founder of Honest Abe Roofing out of Terre Haute, Indiana. Welcome to the show, and thanks for thanks for accepting our invite. Yeah, well, the third time was a charm, right? Yeah, is that how it works? Yes, 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 yes. Perfect number. We are very we are very persistent. When we see somebody who's on doing cool things in franchising, I'm like, man, that'd be. We have to hear their story. We have to. What was the coolest thing you saw that we were doing? I just love your logo. I love the fact that you have this fun logo. I like the yeah. name. I like the name. There's a couple things, but also I think one of the things I saw, because the way we find a lot of our guests is entrepreneur is uh, so kind to put out a list of emerging franchisors. So they basically create our yeah. guest list for us. Were you at the t- nice. were you at the top of that list or in near the top of that list last year or this year? I can't remember, but I feel like your your growth has been fast or something's happened that caused you to come up on their radar. Yeah, uh, in the last few years, yeah. we're, we've been on that list. I, I don't, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but I don't pay attention to those things. It's yeah. not one of the measure, measurables that we're shooting for daily. Like, hey, let's make sure we're number one <laughs> on the entrepreneur fastest emerging brands. Although that's cool to, to see, and it's uh, always an honor to be in those publications or be mentioned. Yeah, and we've we've had a chance to see different publications across this year and the years prior, and like remodeler magazines and so on and so forth it's cool to see that you're in the top 20 top 30 of revenue generators across the country in our space which we've been fortunate to do as a group yep so those are always 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 cool to see and i i think we all have a certain amount of pride not not the bad kind of pride but the pride of almost like fatherhood seeing your son or daughter achieve something that you've helped them to be part of to work on whether it be golfing or whatever it may be that they exercise or partake in you had a chance to be part of that process with them it's fun to see a business grow that you've worked on and develop you see people that you work with to help develop them from maybe entry-level positions up to c-suite positions and i've had a chance to do that so i i take a lot of pride if you will let me use that word in seeing people grow and i've seen we have a position called uh, a field field manager in our group so as a as a unit for location, you'd have a, a field manager. Some people would call that maybe like a superintendent in some contracting ter- realms, and or foreman potentially. We call that a field manager. I've had lots of guys. So it's kind of, if you will, a entry level position for our our groups on uh, location. And we, I've got field managers who are now running locations, and 
overseeing regions. So it's exciting to see people who come in for positions that are paying fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year, and they're in the you know, mid six figure income you know, within three or four years. So it's cool to see how you get a chance to change people's trajectory and maybe even their family trees, if you will, depending on their background. So yeah, yeah it's been cool. And those are always great measurables, and it's fun to hang on the wall and <laughs> see those 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 comments from magazines or sometimes they get send you a nice little plaque it was a, that's always great but that really just a testament to the team members that we get a chance to work with daily yeah that's that's kind of the way i look at awards too it's like hey it's out it's like outside validation that you're doing like good work you know it's like hey your industry or your trades or whoever sees that and you know if you're if you're a franchisor and part of what you're doing is helping earn the trust of franchisees who may be interested in joining you it also helps them realize that you're you're serious like you're in you're all in you're committed yeah. you're committed um so that's cool that's yeah, cool yeah that's a great that, that's a huge topic itself you could probably use that do a whole podcast on that yourself on the being in as a, as a franchisor it's like the it was the is the hair club for men guy, which yeah. we could probably both use. Yeah, he's the. I'm the boy. Yeah, it's too late for yeah, me, man. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think he, maybe that product's so good it'll come back. But the <laughs> he he's the president and the client, right? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm the president and, and a client also, and I believe it's a similar position you may hold mm-hmm. that you're. Although I may be a franchisor, but also still a franchisee operating daily. Yep. Know the grind. Understand what's like on the 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 minute things that happen daily that could be a big problem for a team member but for us it's like yeah i wouldn't make a big deal out of that but we we're still in the battle daily fighting getting shot at and shooting back <laughs> and as a franchisor it's easy not to it's easy to lose that if you're not in the trenches daily yeah we're still in, i'm still in trenches fighting both sides of the battle are you so yeah 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 for sure yeah, I'm sitting you got like right what, four company owned locations still right yeah i operate I have a chance to operate four locations still as, and we, we keep doing that and we keep growing corporately, uh, targeted, target, targeted growth, maybe not as quick as others would do, especially in today's environment. You see a lot of PD groups. Oh and gosh. Hedge roll ups just going. Yeah. They're going yeah. nuts, right? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, that's a, that's, that's a whole, also a different topic for a different day maybe. Yeah. But the, um, which is an interesting topic, but but yeah, for me, I'll get back to the point. So we, we see our location as the petri dish to continue to grow and fix if if and or improve our test. We do a lot of testing of mm-hmm. of marketing, obviously advertising, process, procedures, tactics, and strat. Of course, it, a lot of people are good at strategy, but terrible at tactics. And people, some people are really good at tactics, but terrible at strategy. Mm-hmm. So be able to combine all these things and create a process which people can follow yep and just face it if you're if you get franchise potential franchisees you watch your podcast and they're looking for an opportunity to enter the franchise realm and purchase a franchise system to help themselves get to the, where they want to go in life because truly a franchise itself is just a vehicle it's like going to the car lot looking at different cars for sure there's different they all do the same thing they they have tires and wheels and steering wheels and different creature comforts for sure, but they're all going to take you to a certain destination. So really, what's your mission as a franchisee? I may be off in the weeds a little bit here, but I'll finish my point, I promise. We, we're ensuring that our vehicle is the, a vehicle that is fully refined and operates successfully for anybody who wants to jump into it and drive it somewhere. You don't have to be a Formula One driver. 
to drive our car. Like you can be an average driver and it'll get you further than you could go by yourself. Ultimately, I think that's what most franchises are like, trying to inspire to. And I see a lot of brands, and Kevin, I'm not sure if you've seen them, but have you seen brands that don't have any owned, uh, really, yeah. their own locations? Yeah. It, it works for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's bad or, yeah. or right or wrong. It's just, I, I feel for me to have, you said this a moment ago, so this is what I'm building off of, to have credibility yep. to speak to somebody. Like, I, I'm living it. So, <laughs> Your entire yeah, catastrophe, you, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you say, when you say, someone, if you came to me as a franchisee, like, oh, Kevin, you don't understand what it's like over here. I'm like, dude. I do. <laughs> like, I just got like, kicked. Where were you? <laughs> yeah. I just got yeah. kicked three times. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. You know, so, it's funny. Anyway, it's, I, it's, I'm glad that we talked about that because I want to, I want to wrap on this a little bit because I think it is an important point. So, our regular listeners know that I and a partner bought a, a company called the Smithy Shop and Supplements. It's an asset that was, you know, going through licensing. We converted it to a franchise and whatnot. And through the pandemic, my partner and I, we didn't own any locations. Okay. And through the pandemic, we took custodianship of one of the locations. We've turned it around, remodeled it, made it our prototype, and put a new operator in place and all those things. And I'm so thankful that that exercise happened because we learned so much around like our grease trap and just all the minutia uh, that we yes. that we needed to have the credibility. And now I can sit down with a franchisee and be like, yeah, it sucks when your opening shift doesn't show up at 6 a.m. because you get the phone call from your angry customers at the gym that their nutritional needs after their, yeah. after their workout aren't being met. And what yeah. do you do about that? Uh, How do you fix that, right? And I've had to fix that problem now. And you've had to fix Yeah, Kevin. What do you do? You, get, you know what you do? You go make no. the smoothies yourself. You or your partner. Yeah. And that's what happened, right? Yeah. Um, you get yeah. out of bed and you're like, all right, let's go. Uh, I go take care of my customers. And then you find a new operator for it and find somebody else to go do that. That's what we did. But you've had to deal uh, what, with it. What? Yeah. 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 You get it. You get it. Let me ask you more specifically about, first of all, why roofing? 2007, you started this business. Did you have a background in construction before, or did you wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going to be a roofer? Oh, I have a lot of responses for that, but I, I will keep it PG. Yes. And I'll just give yeah, you, you the trans. I'll, I'll give you the transparent point of view. Is that fair enough that way? No, I want, I you, to, I want you to lie to me. I want you to be <laughs> opaque. I want you to lie. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, like uh, I can be ignorant and say, well, what? Well, Kevin, why wouldn't you do roofing? <laughs> Everybody's and, got one, right? Yeah. I mean, so tra- I won't. I won't. I know a lot about the roofing industry. Let me, let me throw that out there. But our, re- our 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 listeners may not, you know. And it is a it's a it's a competitive industry for sure, with varying de- varying I mean, degrees of professionalism as well. Yeah, I, it's all all true statements for sure. And I'm not. I would say those statements are true for every industry. Yeah, fair. You know, I. There's probably a few that are have limited to big. It's a space that has only a few players, but then the space is probably huge, and the players are probably huge. I think about Samsung. On right. phone, yeah, on tech. Phone. I, I I mean, it went to tech yeah. as well. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. A car, even cars. Yeah. I mean, let's let's say you and I combined our revenue, our liquidity positions, and we want to start a car manufacturer. Good luck. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's, gonna be, it's gonna be. All right. Let's do, let's do this. Let's start a regional bank. 
Yeah. <laughs> will they let us? Will they? Will they? Will they even let us? No. So, I digress. <laughs> back to your back to your question. So all this difficult, and each each industry has its own difficulties. But that answers your question on the why. Yes, to full transparency again. I was already in the construction field. I left high school in 1996. Uh, I. I guess I graduated. They kind of let me go early. And <laughs> See you, buddy. I was, yep, that's kind of how it went. I was in handcuffs. The, they, I was in the building trades course. Mm-hmm. And that last, the last, what do you call that? The last half of the day. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, it's Votech. I did the same thing. I did Votech. You'd leave yeah. at lunch. I did it as a way yeah. to not sit in class all day. And I went to landscaping class. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm like, hold on. I can leave for lunch and I don't have to come back and I get to go somewhere else? Awesome, sold. Did that my junior and yes, senior I, year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, so very similar, yeah. very similar. It's a so Kevin thing. Was, it's a Kevin thing. It must be. We, we, we're, we're on to something. Look, look where it's led us. Yes, sir. It's interesting, actually. Mm. I, I Yeah, we can get lost in that conversation, but I'll, I'll go through it rapidly for you for time's sake. So, yep, uh, it was a building trades course, and we built the school system I'm a part, I was part of here. They the, There's three high schools in our area, and they all came to one job site, and they built a home. Cool. And the school system would build, sell the house every every year. So preferably the house was done before summer, so the school's over, and it goes on the market, and hopefully it's sold by the prior school, school year. And we start another course, wow. or another home. The... And the school system owned a little subdivision in the middle of town. What? And they put That's houses, so cool. Small little house. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it really truly program, is. Man, is it still yeah, going? By yeah. the way, is that program still going? Yeah, it's still going. That's so cool. Uh, a little different level than it was. Mm-hmm. Not quite as as, as as invasive. Yeah. But we did everything. There's two. I, I take that back. There's two things we didn't do. One of them. One of them happens to be the thing I'm doing today. Roofing. Yeah. We. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was curious. But anyway, so I was in the building trades course, uh, left high school, and I've never had a chance to be employed or fill out a job application. I've always been, I've always owned my own business. So I started a home improvement company right out of high school, cool. and I knew nothing about any of it, of course. So <laughs> if you could, um, some of us, yourself yep. probably, and others listening, probably lived and learned that way. Mm-hmm. And that's that was that was my college education, starting a business, and just learning how to do it. And I spent ten years doing that, working really hard in my business. And I realized after 10 years of doing that, I was working really hard on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I should have been working really hard on myself. There you go. I, I didn't do that. So when I started doing that, then I got really focused on being singular and in service. I was you know, the, the jack of all trades, the typical master of nothing, you know, aiming at everything, hitting, hitting absolutely Nothing. Shooting everywhere. <laughs> Nothing's landing. Just not getting and it done. So, oh, and, but boy, no busy. If so, if you met me, you'd be like that. That, that dude is on fire. Hard. Yeah, but always broke, always miserable, always behind, multiple months, and just the typical human story. It felt like I, I see it daily. I, I talk about it a lot, and I, I hear it all the time, and. The only thing I could I can say that you can fix that is you have to go work work hard that hard on yourself. Yep. And when you improve your skill set and become more valuable, then you can start changing your trajectory. But I realized most people weren't going to do that, so I'll get to that point in a second. So long story short, started a construction company in high school, boot for that pretty rapidly. About ten years of doing that myself, being a GC, 
then a friend of mine said, hey, dude, you got, you got to stop that madness. This is like during like 06, things are starting to roll back in the residential marketplace. Yep. And he's like, you should probably get singular. Like, like doing what? He said, he actually said roofing. I was like, dude, that's like the roofing's the lowest totem pole in the general construction trade. Those guys are losers, you know? Uh, and they were the lowest. That's like the, it's not something you aspire to be in the construction fields. I can't wait to be a roofer. And anywho, so I actually took some time and thought, well, you know, I, I we roofed every day. We're building homes and barns and whatever in commercial buildings. And there was roofing involved. And I had roofers on staff, but I never thought about being a singular in-source or resource or income stream. So I did it. I said, okay. So I looked, I developed a plan, but he, side note there real quick, and I'll give you some more insight. He was a, also a general contractor with me. He was a subcontractor of mine on the plumbing side. And he went rogue on me one day. I was just good to find him. He had supposed to be, be doing a, uh, Godfather's Pizza I was building here locally. And he was supposed to be doing the plumbing. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, where are you at? He's like, I'm done. I was like, whoa, what do you mean? I, I, you, you're supposed to be doing the rough end. I'm pouring concrete tomorrow, dog. Like, you got to come do the rough <laughs> You know? I was like 20, so that's right, how I talked. Right. And and uh, he didn't. It's like, no, I, I quit. I bought I bought a franchise. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I bought ben, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing franchise. I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about? So man, you, you, you got to stop what you're doing. He hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just wrote a big check. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I find another plumber, get my deal done. I see him several months later and he called me, actually he called me and he said, Hey, could you come, could, come work, do my billing for me? I was like, wait, let's see. I meet you. He bought this old Dairy Queen in town and said, like, could you remodel it for me? I'm going to turn it into my plumbing office. I'm like, plumbing office? Like, what are you talking about? He told me all this stuff about franchising and this and that. I said, that's crazy. He said, you should look into it. So I did, actually. I said, well, I started looking into like, not. I'm not going to own a franchise. I'm going to start a franchise. Yeah, yeah. So, so I started this business. That's a long-winded story. That's okay, no, man. That's a short version. Short, that's a short <laughs> version. Uh, but I, I try to get to that quick. It's like 15 years of my life, so I try to get there within 15 minutes. So that I just I sat down and I wrote I wrote you know, I wrote the operations manual. That looks oh, pretty big thick. Book. That's a thick. I mean, I looks yeah. like the yellow pages. That's a thick. It that's is a thick book. for like for like for a town of one hundred twenty thousand people. That'd be about that size. Yeah. I know. Let's see the index here. I don't know how many pages I forget. Yeah, four hundred fifteen pages. Wow. Of how to operate on the operate operate location. Wow. That's so a lot. I did Very that detailed. First. Very detailed. Yeah. Well, I just went through it. I think it's really important for most of us and where we all fall short, first of all, in success, is we don't have a target of what success looks like. Amen. So yep. how are we going to, how, how to achieve it? Knowing, what, Secondly, knowing maybe, what you're going for, right? Like a lot of people have this yeah. opaque. Yeah. You're talking about being transparent or yeah. opaque. It's like be transparent with yourself. Like what does success look like? Sure. Write it down, visualize yeah. it, and know when you're there. Yeah. Otherwise, you will never be – you'll never arrive. Yeah, that's huge. And for some reason, they don't teach that in high school. Nope, they don't teach it anywhere. I didn't make. It's weird. Yeah. So you're you you just said it. So I know. Strange. I mean, you that's just, part of what I try to just, do is I try to let people know, myself included. The goalposts keep moving, right? Yeah, yeah. We have two. We have two resources. We have all have all have equal share of. That's time and change. Mm -hmm. And until we embrace that, and some people don't understand what that means, but if you think about it, you'll figure it out. But change and time are all two things we have equal share in, and we're not going to be able to change. 
So we have to be able to maximize them. Anyway, I digress. The so I I always think it's really important to make sure you finish before you start. So I remember I was a contractor. Mm -hmm. I built homes and buildings, and I never started anything until it was done. So I, I put we put these fancy ten by sixteen foot signs out front of these our real estate developments that were painted and finished. There was cars parked in the painting. There was people walking down the sidewalks, walking to these buildings that weren't there yet. Mm -hmm. But we could only visualize and see it before it was ever built. So we finish it, we back up, and then we started. How often do do the people listening do that in their lives? Actually, they probably spend more time doing that for vacation than they have their fiscal year for their business or their life and as, as, at their employment. Probably. Which is confusing as hell but anyway <laughs> when you say it out, no, when you say it out loud it really is kind of mind-blowing yeah. but you're right uh yeah, it's confusing it really is and then they, they're the same ones when you go out to dinner with them they're gonna bitch and moan about the government and all the other things that have, they have no control over. like dude you complain about the only thing <laughs> that gives you gives you this opportunity yeah the government sucks but the government is what gives us the chance to do the things that we're, we can do <laughs> Like it's like it's like it's like a farmer complaining about the dirt. Like, dude, it's dirt. That's, we we all have the same dirt. We need dirt. Like, why are you bitching? We need it. We may not like yeah, the anyway, conditions I, of the dirt, but you know, you ain't gonna change it. Yep, it's dirt. It is. It's dirt. It's dirt. It's dirt. We all have the same dirt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's the it's the goose that lays a golden egg, and like the goose may eat too much, but it, it lays a golden egg. Don't complain about it. Let's it's talk just, about it is. let's talk about the golden egg because my my franchise attorney, Kara Martin, shout out to the Franchise and Business Law Group. They're amazing. Is that your attorney too? No. You had a laugh. Anyway, they they she put together a document at one point in time that said something along the lines of, um, you know, like when you're thinking about franchising, what is your golden goose? What is your unique thing that makes your business replicable and that people would want to buy into your business, right? So my question for you is, what is Honest Abe's, what is Honest Abe Roofing's golden goose? What makes you guys like, why do people join you as a franchisee? I, I, I'll be fully transparent. I believe it's all the wrong reasons. You know, I, you don't know, so I'll say that's, I'm sorry I said you know because you wouldn't know because I'm saying it. But the my transparent answer is it's all the wrong things, hmm. and that's that's why it's so disappointing. People join it. you because they were, they think it's going to be easy or what? Uh, like an easier button well, to get into roofing or what? Uh yeah, we're not. Or are you guys doing a lot of conversions from people who are already roofing and they're converting to you for? Oh, no, I've never done conversion. Okay, so it's all new entrepreneur, or not, it's entrepreneurs buying the business. Okay. Yeah, so I said it earlier, right? it's a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And I, if you and I were speaking, you're a prospect, I'd, I'd ask you, like, what kind of, tell me, what, what are you trying to accomplish in life? Mm -hmm. Like, tell me how much you earned last year. And they say, well, I earned $100,000. Well, that's a nice number. Mm -hmm. Were you happy with that? No. Okay. Well, let's, Look at the average. Uh, I'm I'm going to go off track to get back on track if you don't mind. Go for to it. To answer your question, look at the average income for a American in our country. It's like thirty seven thousand dollars. Yeah, that's the average. There's people who earn a billion. And there's people who earn less than thirty seven thousand. Yep. So, who who's looking at buying franchises? Higher income. Who's looking at starting it? Yeah. I would yeah, think pr probably. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I've seen a lot of prospects 
and most of them are earning less than 100 grand a year. Now, if you were that prospect and I told you that you're going to earn $2.6 million next year, would you believe me? Last year, you earned 57000 First of all, you may believe that the, the, the chance is viable and realistic, but you, could you see yourself having the ability and the skill set even to run an operation that could do that? I don't know the answer to that question. I, don't, I believe for a person who's used to earning fifty, sixty thousand a year, maybe less, and you tell them they're going to operate a business that brings in potentially ten million a year in revenue, is it's going to be overwhelming, overwhelming to them. Mm-hmm. And the person that it's not overwhelming to, I would say, then they have commission breath, or that's what we call it in the sales system. Is they're in it for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get rich quick. Yeah. And to answer your question transparently is I feel that most people get into it for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that that's our golden egg. I'm telling you that the golden egg is that egg is in the, is in the batch. Right. Like we, that egg exists. That's an egg that we have <laughs> in the container of eggs that you, this thing produces, throws off so much potential profitability. Right. When ex- executed correctly, that it will do the things that you've always dreamed about doing. But here's the here's here's the the true golden egg. It's the it's the franchisee. Yeah, yeah, the right one, right? It's not. There's nothing I can do. It's like saying, "Hey, I've got this workout program <laughs> that's going to help you look the way you want to look in the time frame where where you want to do it, in the, in a way in which you like to go about doing it. And every time you do it, it works. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. But I, I said the secret. It, Can't force you to go do it, though. Yeah, well, the secret was you've got to do it the way yeah. you want to work it. Yep. And so, it, it only works if you work it. So what I used to always tell people at our last company, I'd be like, hey, uh, we offer a buffet of services here. And I can't force you to eat that. You've already paid for admission to the buffet. like, And you can go mm-hmm. take stuff off the buffet. And I'll tell you that my, my top 10% are eating off the buffet religiously and they're using it all and they're trying different stuff and they're committed to it. Like coming in every day and eating at the buffet. But it's up to you, Mr. or Mrs. Franchisee, to actually go to the buffet and and try stuff out and see it and then incorporate it into your business. Your buffet is your operations manual there. Got to integrate every, I'll bet you if I integrated that playbook from end to end the way that you wrote it, I'm going to be successful. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Follow the playbook. I would. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. You're a nice person. Follow the playbook. You're going to go. Problem is a lot of people don't follow the playbook. Why do you think that is? Human nature. <laughs> I don't know. I think human here. Think about this. And this is a dichotomy I've always wrestled with as a franchisor. We're getting people to believe in our vision, our brand, our mission, our business that we've incubated as the founders, which is super cool. Like that's like huge honor that other people believe that what we believe but the downside to that is that um not everybody's us right not everybody thinks the way that we do not everybody will act the way that we do not everybody's going to behave the way that we do and so therefore um what i find is that you end up getting a lot of people who want to buy a business we want to get into business ownership they still want to have some autonomy they're still wild cards we're still renegades people who go and start a business are the minority we got something going on upstairs that most people don't i call it inefficient wiring makes us 
unique in super certain areas, but also makes us deficient in other areas. Like we're all crazy. So owning a business is nuts. Let's just say it. It's just insane. And you put that with a set of rules. I think you're going to get people who like to color outside the lines and they try to do things their own way. They think they got a better way. And, uh, uh-huh. I just had that conversation. Yeah. What, what, and if, yeah. if you trust that we as the as the constructors of the franchise system have already inflicted the brain damage on ourselves and a lot of what you're paying for are the mistakes that we made so you don't have to go make them. Just follow the playbook. You'll be good. Follow the playbook. It's just hard to keep people. It's hard to keep entrepreneurs on a roadmap. That's what I found throughout my career. It's hard. I don't know. That would be a like that's a whole episode right there. It's like, hey, sure. <laughs> the rogue fran- well, then, the rogue franchisee, right? <laughs> well, that I think that's your answer then. Yeah. So what's what's the golden egg? And let's I believe it's the same for us and for you and any other franchisor. It is it is a playbook. It's it's a roadmap that elite, allow you to call it the way you want to call it, utilize it how you want to utilize it. There's certain standards and procedures we have in place that allow you to be successful. My question is how successful would you like to be? Bingo. And you can utilize that to be as successful as you wish. Yeah. We have locations that do 16 million a year in revenue. We have locations that do 2.3 million. Which, where would you be happy? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and why? And, and it, it, the thing they have to have first, there's multiple things that have to happen there. First of all, to even buy a franchise or start a business, you have to be angry. <laughs> if some, if you can't, if you can't be angry about something going on in your life, you won't. You're not going to make a change. Until you're angry, you won't make a change in your life. I, I agree. If it's about being overweight, you got to have an F. You got to have an F this moment. You got to have an F yeah. this moment. You got to have something that calls you to action. It's so painful. You're like, you know what? I got to yeah. do this. Our society is not coached that. No. We want you to be complacent and happy. Yeah. Like you can go boating, or I can go boating, and. I, like we have it. Let's see. It's, it's Monday morning. I come in and we're having a water, water cooler chat. I'm like, hey, Kevin. Like, what's up, dog? Like, how was your weekend? I went boating. I'm like, so did I. I'm like, where'd you go boating? You like, I went down a local lake. I'm like, that's so cool. Where'd you go boating? You're talking to me now. Well, I got in my jet and I flew. To, I flew to my house in Eleuthera and got in my 42 foot, four 600 horse boat during console and went fishing. I caught a bull shark, by the way. And <laughs> I flew my own jet to my own place, my own boat, my own, but we both went boat. Right. Right. And we had the same experience. You caught a giant bass, I, ch- I caught a bull shark. Yep. But is there any difference in that conversation? Well, you got a jet and I don't. People ask. <laughs> well, true. Maybe. I mean, you should, you can buy, they, they sell to everybody. <laughs> you know? Yep. I'm not, I'm not boasting or bragging. I'm not no. doing that. That's not what I'm saying. I feel you. I'm just telling you how, at what level of, of life do you want to operate in? Mm-hmm. I'm only saying is we have you, all of us have the ability to live however, at whatever limit you want to live. We're, we're, we are like trees. Trees have no limit to growth. Yep. But we choose, the society has put, put has pulled our belief system to think that we can only grow to a certain level of revenue generation or size of whatever experience of life like we you can't you can only have 1.2 acres of land two kids 2.5 kids and a dog in a picket fence and that's american dream like that's that's nothing that's that's somebody else's american dream that's not my dream my dream is to own everything (laughs) yeah i want to be able to if i want to get my planning be in california and have dinner i can do that i'm not i'm not being 
smug or arrogant. I'm telling you, like, why would you not want that control? I know everybody listening, if they're going to listen to the future of this, is they do want that level of control. I know they're hardwired to want to have control like that. That's why they want to, we all want to, every human wants to own a business. Every one of them. There's not one who doesn't. Like that, it's hardwired. We want control. You, you ask a, a, another American, especially, I don't care, American, Russian, doesn't matter. Ask if they want control. The answer is going to be yes. Yep. We all want control. Yep. So if you want control, then you definitely want to own your own business. The things they don't want to do is take the time to learn all the process, systems, and procedures. And guys, like you said earlier, you've already knocked down the trail. Yep. Like, dude, I put the I put the breadcrumbs in the book. <laughs> Just follow the crumbs. Follow the book. <laughs> I can't wait for the YouTube version of this to come out. See, this operations manual's been the star of the show. You know what's going to happen? You and I have a lot to talk about, and we're coming up. We're actually past thirty minutes, which is for the guest's sake. No, you're good. You don't need to apologize. It just means you're going to have to be a guest again on the show, so we can tap into some of these topics deeper, um, which is cool, man. Oh, this is cool. It's a huge amount. I mean, there's that, that's that that's. That's business. That's franchising. That's franchisee, franchisor. That that uh, I had this conversation yesterday. The franchisee, like our whole thing is, I want a franchisee to come on board, get get successful as possible, quickly as they can, and sell their sell their operation as quick as they can to have a huge waterfall event. Let's say you open a location. I'm looking at the number right now on a guy. I won't give this closed location, but he's at five million sales right now. This is in August of, mm-hmm. of 2023. Fiscal year, August 23, 5.1 million. His second year in business. Okay, great. That's great. So his second year in business, he'll close out the year at 10 million most likely uh, based on projections. And he's in this market that's not seasonal. It's like it's always roofing season. Nice. Get, me, get my drift. Yep. Okay, so and forecasting based on his numbers I'm looking at right now, he's like, he, he'll, he'll get there. Second year in business, $10 million revenue and 18 net money based on what he shares with me. I'm like that's pretty damn strong. So if he sells out his single location, which I already had inquiries for his location, there he's had offers right now at six times EBITDA. EBITDA's twenty eight percent. Twenty eight percent EBITDA. That's two million times six. He the guy can sell his deal for like Let's go, baby. And then and then what could you do with that, right? Tee it up into something else. Yeah, and the, the guy is super sharp. I, he's one of my, and they're all my favorite. But he, like, he's this, he's a Harvard grad. Uh, he's got, he's got background in oil and, and gas, oil fields and gas fields in South America. He's an immigrant uh, to our country, and his, it's just his story is amazing. It's beautiful, man. That's so it, cool. It's, it's a, it, but yeah, like don't. I mean, I, he wants. I want to go three more years and roll it up and get everybody. Yeah, it's so awesome because like. That's a that's such a great testimony yeah. to the franchise. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of franchisors are they're like, oh, no, no, no. We need to build up <laughs> our franchise. Let's renew again. Yeah. Renew, renew. You're like, yeah, no, man, I if know. you can make 10, 20 million on my platform, heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I think it I think that's awesome. I do too. I, man. I, thought, is, I think we're all trying are we all trying to do that? Heck yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say yeah, it. I I I, I I mean, think about when you first started your first business, and you're, you're like, where was everybody when you were walking? Like, you're alone. You're alone. You're by yourself. You're fighting that fight. If someone walked up to you and said, "I'm gonna give you five million bucks," you're like, done. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. That's, that's that's huge. And I, even even if you took the financial hit, 
and you couldn't roll it into a, a waterfall event 60 months down the road. You had to take it all right now. I, mean, I, I would take the $2 million on the, on the, on the tax burden. Mm-hmm. I, I would take yeah, it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not get. Yeah. Be a tough check tonight, but let's go. Let's do it. Done. Yep. I'd figure it out, but done, yes, done, sir. done, done. I'd do it right now. Shit. <laughs> all right, man. We got to wrap up. So let me ask you all something. Right. This has been awesome. So first of all, if people want to learn more, like maybe somebody's interested in getting into the roofing business for the right reasons, right? Uh, what's the best place for them to go learn more about you guys? Yep, yep, yep. If, uh, most of us these days love perusing on our telephones, looking at the old Googles or whichever search engine you prefer to use. Honest Abe Roofing Franchise, honestaberoofingfranchise.com. Pretty easy, long-winded to type, but pretty easy. Let's do it one more time. Honest. Abe, <laughs> roofingfranchise.com, or if you want to talk to somebody like myself, it's I'm super fun to speak with no matter about a lot of topics. 844 Abe Now. Abe Now. Abe Now. Yeah, 844. Cool. The number four, so three, four, three fours in a row, then spell out Abe Now on, on the digits, and you'll get to talk to me whenever you wish 24 7, 365. We're ready to help somebody align their growth expectations for themselves, their families, to find the right model of vehicle to get them to the financial destination. It could be this franchise. It could be your franchise. It could be any franchise. But we just love to have a chance to speak with folks and see if we can align expectations to get people where they want to go. It, our, our vehicle may not be the right vehicle, but it's definitely a vehicle that can get you somewhere. And we just like to have a chance to talk to folks about it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. Appreciate you joining. Um, if yeah, people got uh, you know value out of our conversation today with Kevin, I just have two asks. Number one, share the episode with somebody else. And number two, smash that subscribe button. Till next time, I'm your host, Kevin Oldham, and I hope that you have a phenomenal week and be well.